Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Paul, how are you doing, my friend? Jess. Well, wonderful to have you back. Uh, listen, <clears throat> I want you to know that uh, while you were gone on the road, I got to tell you, Dan, the man Schneider, filled in, and uh, I'm my head is still spinning. Uh, Dan is, he has so much knowledge and uh, yeah. so much to say. Uh, I hope the audience enjoyed him as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> But you, uh, had same, you had the same reaction that Eddie Chavez had, by the way. He told me the yeah, same thing. Well, yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. But I will tell you, uh, it's nice to have you back. I know that uh, you were out there doing what God has called you to do, which was is to contend for the faith constantly. So we we definitely appreciate that. Now, Jess, there was a there was a conference of the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops out in Washington, D.C., and I happen to know, a little birdie told me that you were there as well in Washington, D.C. I just want to know one thing. Is it a coincidence, or were you there uh, for any other reasons? <laughs> okay, J just, the, yeah, the actual, the USCCB was, uh, they're having their, they were having their fall general assembly, at at yeah. the Marriott Hotel, it was actually in in uh, yeah, it was in Washington. It was in Baltimore, Maryland, and we had a conference oh, okay. right right across the street. Uh, we had a conference at the Four Seasons Hotel right across the street, at the same time, coinciding with the USCCB's uh, their Fall General Assembly right across the street. Okay, okay, so <laughs> yeah. so you were in Baltimore, not not DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we flew into DC, but we uh, we were the, it was all it was everything was in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, uh, that was the MC for it was called the Deposit of Faith Coalition. Mm. It's a probably about a dozen Catholic apostolates, and we're very concerned. Uh, really, our our goal with 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 cobbling together all these apostolates together is we want to put out information, overwhelming information, to encourage. Uh, the, various members of Congress who we, we've got their ear to cut off the bishops funding uh, it, when it comes to climate change, when it comes to uh, when it comes to immigration and refugee services, because uh, we want every last dime to be cut off, Paul, because it's being misused. It's being used okay. for, for, for leftist causes. So I was the MC at the conference and about a, again about a dozen catholic apostolates we brought in some heavy duty speakers some some of the best um climate uh climate change global warming debunkers in the world we wow. brought a yeah dr john clauser who th this guy's won the, the 2002 nobel prize in physics for correcting albert einstein on an error wow. that albert einstein made yeah, this guy, he's got all the Ivy League credentials. He's taught in all the Ivy League universities. 
And his presentation is bulletproof that climate change is fake science. It's false. Yeah. And and this guy, this guy, his his uh, his academic credentials exceed most people on planet Earth. And again, he just says this is complete science fiction. We also brought in another guy who's an expert on climate change, Mark Murano. He was Doctor Clouds was an atheist. Uh, interestingly enough, I'll talk more about that later. The second speaker we brought in was Mark Murano. He's also uh, he's he's made several movies, several documentaries exposing climate change as a hoax and so yeah. he's well known he's also written books on climate change one is called the green fraud the other one is called why the green new deal is worse than you even think and another book he wrote is called the politically incorrect guide to climate change so this guy uh he spends his life trying to correct this error he's a practicing yeah. catholic well the, the green new deal jess as you know is all about green <laughs> yeah. it's all about money and there you go uh, they're connected they're connected at yes. the hip. and the yep. third speaker that was brought in was a guy named alex newman he's also another another award-winning international journalist he's an educator author speaker uh all these three men had some incredible powerpoint presentations went on for about three hours basically debunking the whole climate change propaganda and we had a room full of reporters of secular liberal and conservative reporters that we were in a press room and so we had you know the washington post was there new york times we had other media outlets they were watching through the internet they're watching through through skype and through zoom so uh, we had the attention of a lot of media outlets that were there yeah. and they were finally hearing the other side of the story they were hearing uh basically actual science and actual facts and so i was the mc but I did make some parting statements at the end. I kind of was told to kind of wrap everything uh -oh. up. Yeah. So <laughs> I was intimidated. I mean, I'm here with three, three giants, three intellectual giants in science that have, yeah. that have been talking and writing books about this and doing documentaries for a year. So I more, I more or less talked to the, to the Catholic audience. Yeah. Jess, listen, <clears throat> you've been saying for a long time, that you and Terry Barber have PhDs in common sense. <laughs> and so uh, that that's all you need. A, yeah, that's that's the huge qualifier that you need today, because common sense, like we always say, is not so common these days. And uh, what happened to the days, Jess, when the press used to be like a, a watchdog and, and keep people honest, you know, no matter what was being presented no matter whether it was from the left or the right, the press was there to kind of say, you know, to hold people's feet to the fire, mm. you know, those, and I'm just wondering, you said you had a lot of media attention. Um, um, I'm just curious to see, uh, do you think, you know, you opened up any of them, any of their eyes or do you, or is it just going to yeah. be the same old, same old? No, no, uh, because the goal is, like the last press conference that I, I participated with, with the Deposit of Faith Coalition, mm -hmm. uh, it it uh, that press conference that I was involved in has has gotten over twenty five million impressions on the internet, mm -hmm. and so people are talking about it. You got major papers writing about our press conference, the last one that we had, uh, and what we're trying to do, Paul, is this because we're all faithful Catholics and we love yeah. Jesus Christ and we love Holy Mother Church. 
we want to stop the the flow the dirty money flow from the federal government into the US bishops bank account because as you all well know Paul follow the money when you start receiving large sums of money from an organization you're going to modify and tweak your message and we don't want the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ the catholic gospel to be altered or modified in any way shape or form and so these conferences are meant to bring awareness to congress so that they will defund any federal money going to the US bishops we need we're always the liberals are always talking about separation of church and state well this should apply right here because as you well mm. know once you start getting federal money the message starts changing and we don't want the message to be diluted any more than it's been diluted the last 60 years here in the, in the Catholic Church in the US and so that's what we're doing we're bringing an awareness to those people that hold the purse in Congress quit giving money to 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 the US bishops for bogus science and for this uh, and for this uh, immigration and refugee services, which really a lot of this money uh, cycles through the cartels and to and through bad people, and 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 a lot of bad thing is is occurring as a result of all this cash flow coming into the U.S. bishops coffers. That's exactly what we're doing. Wow, um. and I can tell you that the, the last president <laughs> that was in office. He he uh he kind of knew about all this money that was going into the USCCB, and he cut that money in half, and uh, that's why uh, that's why former President Trump. This is why he was very disliked by many of the bishops because he said, "Why are we giving them all this money?" He says, "You know, yeah." Uh, so Jeff, started, let, yeah. Let me just ask a question here. Then, so do uh, does Congress? provide money the united states government provide money for any other religious organizations to, uh to this extent because uh, uh i remember you told me that you know at one point it was somewhere you know what'd you say it was a a hundred million dollars million dollars a year wow that's substantial by far uh paul we receive more money than any other religious organization because number one we're the largest and we're the most respected and so they know, okay. I mean, the Catholic Church just has a reputation for, for once again, uh, you know, helping out the poor, helping out third world countries, helping out people dying of AIDS. The Catholic Church has a 2000 year reputation of helping people basically yeah. be in the hands and feet of Christ. And that's a good thing. But what we're seeing now is, uh, is the fact that this money that the USCCB is, is receiving from, uh, what they what what happens is now we see the USCCB in their meetings and in particular bishops now they're pushing democrat party agendas and democrat party talking points and we ask ourselves why don't they talk about abortion why don't they talk yeah. about transgenderism why don't yeah. they talk about the evils of homosexual marriage well the reason mm. they don't talk about those things because those things don't garner them money what does garner them money is that they talk about climate change, if they talk about uh, solar energy, if they talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, immigration and refugee services, that's what garners the money. And we're trying to break that tie between this dirty money and the messaging that comes from the USCCB. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're back. Jesus 911 two-man car just came back from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Paul, I, the, 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 what I said to the Catholics that were watching about climate change, because we had three scientists that spoke, and they spoke on the, on the false science, the fake science of climatology. I just basically wanted to tell Catholics that climate change has nothing to do with Catholic teaching. It's, it's a hotly debated issue among scientists, so let them debate the science themselves. The, even the Holy Father, the Pope's opinion on climate change is not an issue on faith and morals. It has nothing to do with fundamental Catholic teaching, so a Catholic does not have to regard it. A Catholic doesn't have to believe what he says about it. He's not a scientist. Climatology, it's not theology. It's so, so no Catholic is bound to believe anything outside of faith and morals. Cardinal Pell, rest in peace, he passed away uh, a couple of months ago, about 10 months ago. He was the great cardinal from Australia that they, they, they put in jail on, under false accusations. But I remember that he said very clearly in an interview, he said after the Pope came out with his first environmental encyclical back in 2015, Cardinal Pell kind of saw what was happening. And he said that the church, and when he meant by that, he meant the Pope. He goes, the church is not an expert on science. He says, so, you know, you don't have to listen to the church when it comes to science. Cardinal Pell said that uh, he paid the price. They tried to throw him in jail under false charges. He, he won in court. And now he's passed away. He's he's definitely gone to his reward because he was a an orthodox giant and a very holy man. But yeah. Now, Paul, no, I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we don't have to take care of the planet. That's called being a wise steward. I don't I don't spit gum on, on the sidewalk. I don't throw trash out the window of my car. I recycle. You know, the city comes and picks up my blue can. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, uh, you know, throw litter, throw trash out in the desert here. Uh, pollute hey, the oceans. Yeah, pollute the. I don't throw you know my in and out uh, wrappings in the ocean in the beach or something. Yeah. But the the point that I'm making is that, and these three scientists, I already knew this, but they really convinced the the entire audience. Uh, it, the climate change is it's a man made. It's an it's an anthropocentric issue. In other words, it's a man centered. It's it's a man-centered topic, and why? They want to control people by saying, yes. we have to do this, we have to do that. Really, climate change, after listening to these three scientists for three hours, I even know more now that it's basically smoke and mirrors. It's, oh, of course. It's, yeah, they're trying to advance a, a phony science and an evil yeah. agenda, and behind this evil agenda is what? It's population control. It's really, really what yeah, it is. It's, uh, you know, population just, control. Yes, yes. Control, control. And this is what, uh, this is a mechanism uh, being used by the left. Uh, this uh, pseudoscience that's, uh, you know, you, you have to remember, you know, and let's just look at, let's just follow it. You know, the left is pushing this thing blindly i mean i mean consistently yeah. you know trying to shove it down our throats 
you know, you see AOC, oh, you know, we have 12 years left to the world. And, you know, as if the world is going, you know, if the world has 12 years left, it's because God has determined that the world has 12 years. Amen. Left, period. Not, you know, and no, no man is going to uh, make that determination. And how do I know this? Well, the Bible says the Lord controls the thoughts of man. They're a mere breath. Uh, sacred scripture tells us in him, and it's in Jesus Christ, we move and breathe and have our being, you know, where God to look away, Jess, for a second, it would all cease to exist, you know, and this is how connect, you know, uh, this is what people don't understand that the, that we are um, literally, you know, every breath we breathe is dependent on the grace of God. Absolutely. And uh, AOC is not the only uh, politician that said that that uh, we're going to be around for 12 years. Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. has said this. Uh, Al Gore has said this. You got many others yeah. that have said this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and my contention, Paul, and I, I told the audience and the, and, some, and the press that was there, is that it's become a religion to yes. most people in the left. It's a, oh, no doubt. It's a religion. And, yes. and you know, the real agenda behind this, pop, this, uh, this climate change and global warming it's population control. But I'll tell you what concerns me, Paul, is that you have the world's most rich and powerful. These are the ones that are, you know, the social engineers. And, and these are the ones that are always yammering, you know, nonstop about, uh, you know, about funding, you know, all the little and not so little groups uh, who are who are pushing the government to take action towards global warming. But, uh, you know, these same rich and powerful, they have one goal in mind, at least in the short term. Their goal is what? To end poverty. How? By ending the poor. That's their goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they even want to abort and contracept us out of existence. They want to crush us under their feet. And the whole climate, the whole climate change crowd, they're nothing more than Margaret Sanger and her birth control movement reincarnated, in my opinion. Oh, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jess. Yeah. Uh, listen, um, we're talking about, you know, not only man, but beast, right? They're telling us we can't even eat meat because of, you know, the, the cows and their carbon footprint. And they, they want to control what we eat. They want to control what we drive. They want to control where we live. They want to control how far we can travel. They want full control. And um, this is evil. And like you said, you rightly said, you cannot, you know, not help but think that when you understand what Margaret Sanger, uh, the hero who, you know, and, and, and how many times have we heard, oh, Margaret Sanger, you know, she was never into, uh, 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 you know, controlling, you know, uh, different population groups. You know, she's all, you know, they're just misquoting her. No, nobody's misquoting her. Just read. She was a woman of her times. Uh, a lot of ideas she had, you know, were shared by the Nazis, by the way. And this is nothing more than Satan. And now, now, now granted, and here, here's what I pick up, Jess. A lot of people, and let's use climate change as an example, they have convinced themselves that it's true, that it's right. Yeah. They're able to believe the lie. Why? Because they don't have faith they don't believe god and god 
okay. You reject God so many times, he hands them over to a depraved mind, uh, also known as Satan, and they're more susceptible to believe lies. And that's what I see. Yeah. Uh, claiming to Romans one twenty two, claiming to be wise, they became fools. He, here's what's funny, Paul, about the scientists who believe that they can control the climate. We've always mm. had a climate change. It's called four seasons. It was given to us by God. Okay, God's yep. in control of climate change. He gave us the four seasons. But it's funny for those scientists that we're going to be able to get rid of the clouds and 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 to manufacture the climate. It reminds me of John chapter three, verse eight. The Bible says the wind blows where it wishes and you hear mm. the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it mm. goes. In other words, yeah. the wind is going to do what it, what it feels like doing. You can't do anything yeah. about it. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's yeah. going. You can't do anything about it. It's crazy yeah. to believe that we through our Petri dishes and microscopes and telescopes that we can control the four seasons. This is just a big money-making scam by the elites and it's to control the people and it's to depopulate the earth. Oh, we got too many people here. So we're going to have to, you know, give this uh, part more, more abortions, more contraception. Uh, it, 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 something else, Paul, that sets me off is that, is that uh, the, the, uh, the liberals in the United Nations and this is painful for me to say the modernists in the Vatican, they're working together, Paul. They're working together on this. And, and, yeah. and now what they've done, they want to kind of soften. They use a euphemism. It used to be called years ago, go, uh, years ago, global warming. Then that was too in your face. So it moved over to Now we're going to call it climate change. Now what's the UN calling it? And the, and even the Vatican, that's pain sustainable development notice the way they soften the terms it sounds like yeah. oh yeah sustainable development i like that we want to sustain yeah. and develop that's a, it, it means the same thing paul and yes. so you know faithful a distinction catholics, without a difference yes bingo yeah faithful catholics americans patriots conservatives protestants of goodwill we have to think long and hard about this not only the science but also the forces behind this whole climate change movement because it's a religion. And what they're trying to accomplish is depopulation. That's the end game. And yeah. uh, talk, talk about a culture of death. You know, you know, just years ago, we, we, we talked often about the culture of death here and, you know, euthanasia and abortion and things like this. This is like the culture of death on steroids this is taking it to the next level to mass depopulate to uh and why and, and why all this depopulation jess yeah it, it goes back to the fact that you know i tell people that you know the devil you know this guy is a you know he's 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 mad he hates mankind he hates us because we bear the image of god and God has judged him already, and he is doing everything in his power, everything in his power to resist God and to hate what God loves. That's right. Amen. You're absolutely you know, right, Paul. You, you, yeah. 
the I like to how you I like how you, you you connected modernists. You said the modernists in the you know in the Vatican you know have grabbed onto these ideas. As Pope Pius X said, Saint Pope Pius X, you know, modernism is the synthesis synthesis of all heresy, and you, you know, so this you you called it a religion. Rightly so, because yeah. this is a religion, and it it, it is heresy. It is a it is it is a direct, uh, in indirect contradiction to the faith. That's right, Paul. The, the, you know the goal of this coalition, this this deposit of faith coalition that we had that we assembled over in Baltimore. Our goal mm-hmm. is to create, and I think we did, a, a, an overwhelming amount of of information and evidence to encourage the the various members of Congress who are watching to cut off the Bishop's fund and to cut off all the funding in light of anything that has to do with sustainable development, climate change, and global warming. Uh, That money is money that's been misused and billions of dollars in government money have passed from religious leaders to globe, to the global warming lobby under the guise of, uh, good stewardship of creation and social justice we're trying to stop this we'll be right back we're going to talk about bishop strickland and his removal i got some comments paul has some thoughts as well we'll be right back now back to jesus 911 if this call is not an emergency dial 888 888- Five two six two one five one. We're back, Jesus nine one one. Just remember, Paul Clay. Paul, you we're talking uh, in between the breaks. You were uh, you made a comment to me, very valid point. Go ahead. I can't hear Paul. Paul just got cut off. I can't hear you. Hey, okay, Jess, I'm okay. back. I'm back. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, Jess. Um, what I was trying to, you know, say is that, listen, um, I think where we're at on this issue is that, you know, we're not against the Catholic Church. Of course any, not. We're faithful in, Catholics. Exactly. And so, uh, a, a, as you rightly pointed out, uh, the church is not, we're not experts, you know. In science. Uh, in science and, you know, climatology and all of those things. As a matter of fact, I think what you're saying is the church should be concerned about the things that the church has always been concerned about and leave the science and, and, you know, and developing science, you know, to the scientists. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the fact that, um, <laughs> that you, you, uh, here's another way to look at it. The church needs to stay in its lane of expertise. Yes. Bingo. Perfectly said. Yeah. 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 Perfectly said. In in other words, Paul, you know, uh, just a a description of what's happening. And it pains me as a faithful Catholic, as a lover of Christ, as a devotee of our our, our lady and a faithful son of the church, is that Mm -hmm. we're seeing that many of the U.S. bishops are working hand in glove with leftist lawmakers to promote this false narrative. Of climate change, which what? Which serves as a vehicle for socialism. And it's being exploited. It's being exploited to achieve, you know, anti-American, you know, ideological ends, uh, uh, depopulate the earth, control the human race, 
Paul, this is evil, and we've got to call it out. Yeah. Our church needs to needs to be in the business of saving souls. That's yeah. what Christ put us here for. Yes. And Jess, uh, the only way you can have that passion to save souls, that burden for the ministry of Christ is to be fully all about the business of Christ, yeah. all about, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you have to eat, sleep and breathe Jesus yes. Christ. And the minute you start getting distracted with earthly things, the minute you take your gaze off of God and only put your glance on God and your gaze on the world, that's when you open yourself up. And I don't believe a lot of these bishops are, you know, necessarily many of them are, are thinking that they're, you know, into nefarious things or pushing nefarious ideas. But a lot of them like uh, uh, are maybe well-intentioned because they you know, but but they they basically swallowed the hook. You know, you go fishing. Once the fish swallows the hook, there ain't no way he's getting off that hook. You know, he he can wiggle all day long, but it's already in his stomach and he's and he's hooked. And I think that these guys are hooked. And yeah. uh, and at this point, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's my take, <laughs> Paula. And there's several people again. They just they've opined, like you mentioned, AOC. The world's going to end in 12 years. Al Gore, yeah. the world's going to end in 12 years. They said this about 20 years ago, by the way. Some yeah. of them more recently. You got Senator uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, the, the world's going to end in 12 years. Senator uh, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke. I mean, it goes on and on. The fact is, they've all been wrong. Every single one of them has been wrong. The earth is going to end when Jesus Christ decides it's going to end. And and I did say this to a room full of scientists and, and journalists and, and, and news anchors, uh, and it, it got a chuckle because I was the MC. I, I said, I said, look it, I, I as a as a Roman Catholic Christian, I do believe in global warming. It's called the second coming of Christ. I hope everybody in this room gets ready. I did get a chuckle. <laughs> Even yeah. some guys walked up to me. Reporter said, "Hey, that was a good line. <laughs> that was a good line." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I, yeah if it would have been me, I would have said, "I do believe in global warming. It's called hell." <laughs> I I don't want to go that far. I just wanted to just give them a little. I just want to throw the name of Jesus in there. So I said, "Okay." Yeah. I said, "Yeah, I, I believe in global warming." It, it's a room full of yeah. educators. It's called the second coming of Christ. When he comes back, there's going to be global warmings for some people. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. Paul, I want to talk about now uh, Bishop Strickland. I saw him. Mm. He was over there because we were at uh, the bishops were at the Marriott. And I stood at the Marriott. I stood at the same hotel that they stood at, uh, you know, way over 300 bishops. All the bishops from the, from the country were there. And they were having their fall general assembly, uh, uh, and but but they were meeting uh, uh, our press conference, the Deposit of Faith Coalition. We went across the street to the Four Seasons Hotel, and the bishop stood at the Marriott where I stood at for two nights for their fall general assembly. And um, Bishop Strickland was there, but he was told by the Apostolic Nuncio, who speaks with the authority of the Pope. He was told that he couldn't he couldn't go inside, not to go inside the, the, the conference. So mm. for two days, he was basically outside in front of the hotel with a rosary in his hand, pacing up and down the sidewalk, praying. Mm. 
and 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 wow. and uh, a, a lot of Catholics, you know, lay Catholics, they came, they saw the bishop out there. People were joining him. People were praying with him as well, keeping him company. But it's it's interesting, Paul. This man, you know, what he's gone through. He's got he's got this incredible joy. He's got mm-hmm. this peace about him. And and by the way, it, here, here's what I think is going on in the Catholic Church right now. I mean, I know uh, I know some establishment Catholics would totally disagree with me because I know they do. I know who they are. But I think there's a purge going on right now, Paul. It's been going on mm-hmm. for about 10 years. And, and let me give you some of the... When Pope Francis came on, he got rid of Cardinal Mueller. Cardinal Mueller was a head guy for the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. So he was the chief theologian of the world and the chief catechist. Pope Francis got rid of Cardinal Mueller almost immediately. Hmm. He got rid of Cardinal Raymond Burke almost immediately. Yeah. Okay. Can't be coincidence. He, yeah. He's, and he's the top canon lawyer on planet Earth. Both these guys worked for Pope Benedict and both these guys worked for John Paul II. He, they got rid hmm. of him. And, and then, you know, moving right along... Not too long ago, Pope Francis, he gets rid of uh, Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres from Puerto Rico. Uh, Bishop Torres, he's loved by the people. Uh, he's got a, a reputation for orthodoxy. Why did they get rid of him? He told all the Catholics in the diocese, don't get the vaccine. Don't get the jab. Mm. That's, but, that's what he was removed for. Not for... Yeah. He didn't say... He just told people, I don't think, you know, we should get it. That, that's what he said. And he yeah. was removed from his office as bishop. Yeah. Then Things that have nothing to do with, faith with and the church. Right. Nothing whatsoever. Uh, now, here's here's some things to do with the church. Now we have the removal also, Father, uh, Paul, of Father Frank Pavone. The, one of the most pro-life priests and and and. and pro-life leaders and advocates for the last 30 years country yes yeah well all of a sudden he gets removed and and then (laughs) america's bishop bishop strickland uh he, he gets removed why because he keeps repeating over and over reminding lay catholics we have to remain with the deposit of faith what the church has always taught the perennial Mm -hmm. teachings that's what got him in trouble calling lay catholics to hold on to two thousand years of tradition yeah it doesn't change we got to hold on to it no matter who says what that's what got him in paul there's there's father father altman's another one jess there you go listen listen jess you know what this reminds me of you remember when a new sheriff would come into power and the old regime, see, under, under, under the current sheriff, people would be jockeying for position and, you know, and everybody, you know, because uh, basically promotion above the rank of a uh, lieutenant is all simply by uh, you serve at the, at the behest of the sheriff. Uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a popularity contest, essentially. And I'm not saying that some of it's not merit-based, but essentially it's who you know and who you're connected to. But when that sheriff was out and another one came in, it had to be, you know, it, it, you know all those people were basically out and everybody now there was a new regime in and a new and new people. The Catholic Church is not a secular organization like the sheriff's department. The Catholic Church 
is the bride of Christ. And when you're talking about people like uh, uh, Cardinal Mueller and different things who are in these positions who um, obviously qualified and have basically, uh, you know, uh, done a yeoman's job at uh, preserving and passing on the faith, and then you put them and you replace them with people who, let's say, wrote books on the, the theology of kissing, you know, mm. you know what I mean? You know, things like that, you know, come on, you know, I hate to say it like this, but Stevie Wonder can see something's awry, you know, uh, something is amiss, Jess. You know, Paul, you know what uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland, as I saw him for the last two days over there, my heart broke just to see just a holy, pious man yeah. with his rosary in his hand, pacing up and down the hotel <laughs> yeah. as 300 of his brother bishops are inside, you know, uh, yeah. you know, with, with eating the best, oh, food, yeah. drinking the best wine, uh, <laughs> you know, butlers and, and servants yeah. and, and bellhops. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me that Bishop Joseph Strickland, he's like Joseph from the Old Testament. His brothers mm. sold him into slavery. Mm, good analogy. Think, think about that. But yeah. we, we know how that story ends. And I'll talk about it yes. on, the other, on the other side. When his brothers came and asking for food, um, they recognized, well, they didn't recognize who he was until he told them. I think God has some big plans for Bishop Strickland. Oh, no doubt. Jesse. Uh, yeah. Jess, uh, it, it reminds me of how lonely our Lord was in the garden. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Can you imagine how lonely he felt? We'll be right back, Paul. I want to hear that thought. We'll be right back. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911 Soul Patrol. I I I was with uh, Bishop Strickland over in Baltimore, Maryland the past two days. My heart was broken uh, just to watch this holy man the way he's been. He's been exiled. Mm. And I'm talking exiled. Just like uh, Old Testament Israel was exiled to, is, to uh, Assyria, exiled to Babylon, exiled to Egypt. Uh, then we have also Old Testament Joseph, whose brothers sold him off into slavery. And now all of a sudden a famine hits the land and the Israelites, they need food. So they, mm. they, go, they can only go to Egypt, who's a world power. They want to go talk yeah. to Pharaoh. And instead, yeah. they confront. They can. They 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 they're able to speak to the to the second in command. Mm. No, the second in command was their brother Joseph that they had sold off into slavery years ago. They thought he was dead. Mm. So when the brothers recognized Joseph, you know they threw they threw themselves on their face. They're afraid. They're like, oh man, this guy's the second in command of Egypt, and we sold him years ago. He's going to have us killed. Now, what did Joseph say in Genesis chapter 50, 19, 19 and 20? It says, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. 
am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. Wow. In some, in some way, shape, or form, I see Bishop Joseph Strickland as the new Joseph. His brothers have sold him off as a slave. They mm-hmm. kicked him to the curb. And I don't think uh I don't think we're gonna hear the last of him. I think that this bishop that God is going to elevate his status and God is going to use him in a very powerful way to inspire, to encourage, and to be basically America's bishop to the average lay Catholic. Wow. Uh, that's that's some analogy. I'm, I, I was reminded of uh, uh, our Lord when they said uh, he came to his own, but his own received him not. Mm. And, you know, these these biblical themes, they just echo you know, and uh, uh, we, as I told you before, I'll say it again, Jess, even one with God is a majority. And so, um, again, um, are we talking about all Catholic bishops? No, we're not. Uh, but I, I do know one thing. Uh, I know that fear and when people are afraid, uh, you know, it, it, it tends to paralyze some people. Mm-hmm. And because we're not hearing uh, enough, in my opinion, uh, from uh, his brother bishops, because, you know, I, I think the average person who looks at this can say, what has this man done? That's what Pilate said about Jesus, right? He says, I see nothing that this man deserves this. And yet uh, the Jews chimed louder the Sanhedrin and what did they crucify him, crucify him, you know, and, and their, and their followers. Uh, well, uh, again, we were created for this. The Bible says those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And just that persecution as St. Stephen, uh, rightly pointed out to the Sanhedrin, uh, when he took them down memory lane, showing that they always persecuted the the righteous men that God sent. And now they crucified the son of glory. Well, nothing, as Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. And uh, so we need to pray for Bishop Strickland. uh, And we need to understand that, you know, God has him right where God wants him because uh, suffering perfects love. Yes, Jess? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, and, and, uh, Bishop Strickland, he's, uh, he's just a voice of truth in a wilderness in, in, in a, in a wilderness of confusion. There's, there's, there's so many voices of confusion, of, uh, ambiguity and dissent. Mm. And Bishop Wilkerson yes. is just a, he just a voice of clarity. Like probably I'm guessing like John the Baptist, like Paul, the apostle, like, uh, you know, uh, Moses, uh, God has given us this great bishop for such a time as this. The last few minutes, Paul, I want to talk about every Catholic. We have to make our houses a domestic church. And for me, what what gives me the template for this is Exodus chapter 12. Mm-hmm. The Lord tells Moses and Aaron that he's going to unleash 
the angel of death upon the land because uh, the hardness of the heart of Pharaoh. And so he gives Moses a protocol that they're supposed to take a, a, a year-old male lamb without blemish, uh, kill the lamb, cook it, mm -hmm. eat it, and put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the house and the lintel of the house. And so that's, that was the liturgical protocol to save your house. Then you're supposed to eat the lamb after, along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Uh, and so this was the liturgical ritual that God gave Moses for the Israelites to be saved once the angel of death was unleashed on a particular night. And God was going to unleash the angel of death because of the hardness of the heart of Pharaoh. And mm. so, and so to me, that this, this story, and you can read it, you can read the whole story in Exodus chapter 12. It's worth reading. Um, every single Catholic, especially the men, we're called to be a Moses, we're called to be a Joshua. We're called to exceed our wife in prayer. We're called to exceed our kids in prayer. We're called to exceed our wife and our kids in holiness. And, and our prayers, what that does is symbolically, metaphorically, it applies the blood of the lamb on, upon your house to protect your house. A man who lives in a state of grace, a man who is in a right relationship with God, a man who is, lives a sacramental and has a strong prayer life, that man is covering his house with the blood of the lamb for this Passover. We are living in a time where death is all around us. We're about to enter probably into World War III. We've got millionaires and billionaires from big tech, big pharma that want to depopulate the planet at all costs. Uh, we have strife like we've never seen in this country uh, because of communism and Marxism, uh, economic strife, social class strife, racial strife. This is all, mm. These are all communic tactics that have been embedded into this country. And people are buying into it hook, like, and singer. And then we have modernism that's affected the Catholic Church. So what am I telling you? Every single Catholic listening to me, turn your house into a little church, into a domestic mm. church. Make sure you have blessed objects all over your house, blessed images. Make sure you're praying, men, at least three times a day where you set apart yourself. Don't just fire up a, hey, Jesus, I love you. I hope you're doing great. God bless you. No, no. stop what you're doing. And just like, just like a, a man of faith in the Old and New Testament, stop and start doing some prayers, liturgically ritual prayers three times a day. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Make sure you bless your house every day with holy water. Just take a bottle of water. Just say, may the peace of Christ be upon my house. Make sure you're praying your rosary every single day. The meditation of the life of Christ is the only thing that's going to keep you sane at a time like this where we've entered into incredible diabolical disorientation politically and even in, our, and even in the church. Paul? Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, well said. Um, you know, and uh, it's just uh, it, it just brings sobriety to the to the issues. Jess. we often say that, you know, um, uh, the enemy, uh, you know, is now uh, upon us and it is a knife fight. It is hand to hand yes. combat. Yes. Sacred, sacred scripture tells us work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Every man, 
take charge of his family. Yeah. Uh, uh, stay on your knees. Receive yeah. the Lord as often as you can. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, in the sacrament. Uh, folks, uh, we love you. That's why we're here. Uh, you know, uh, we we're 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 concerned about what's going on in the world and in the church. But God has just simply called us to preach the gospel, to be ready in season and out of season. Uh, and that's uh that's why we're here, Jess. Yeah, and uh every single man uh that's listening let's not forget that the most important moment of our life is the moment that we die remember mm. who cares about the ba the bs the ma the ms the phd hey, yeah. the most important is to get that well. st <laughs> that st yeah. before yes. your first name yes. forget about those letters after your your last name that doesn't mean a hill of beans Right. Live and die well. Finish the race. Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Those who hope in me, Jesus said, will not be disappointed. Amen. We're called to be great saints, family. Don't miss the opportunity. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. Uh, up next, we got uh, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. And uh, as Mother Angelica, one of our Catholic beloved nuns in this country, rest in peace, as she used to often say, those who tell the truth love you. Those who tell <laughs> you what you want to hear love themselves. Mm. Paul Clay and myself Words every Tuesday and Thursday, we tell the truth. You know why? Because we love you and you're our family. God bless you. Amen. Keep the faith. See you next time. Ah, oh, we're still on. Paul, comment. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, listen, uh, this is a time, uh, we were made for a time such as this, okay? Uh, remember that when the persecution, uh, uh, when, it, when things begin to heat up, that's when all the dross is melted away. And that's what, that's what we're after. We're after that pure gold. We're after... Uh, uh, as sacred scripture says, we need to present ourselves as a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable unto God. Amen. That's the goal. Let's not be concerned with the things of the world, but to be fixed on the goal. And by the way, just as you see right, be Paul, right behind Paul's uh, his backdrop, let us all conform our hearts to the sacred heart of Jesus. All right, family, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith. Thanks for listening to VMPR. Say a prayer for the good bishop, Bishop Strickland. Say a prayer for all our bishops and our popes that they become as holy as possible.